0: On this week's episode of Polk and Cush, the New Orleans Saints are moving ahead in the playoffs. Who they have next. We'll break down what just happened and what's to come against Tampa Bay. We'll also check in on the Pelicans. Oh, those dreadful, dreadful Pelicans and their dreadful, dreadful week. We've also got so many more dreadful things like overrated. And we have good stuff, like underrated. And we've got the worst of the week, which encapsulates so many doozies. We'll talk to you very soon, coming up right here on Polk and Kush. Welcome, everyone to poke and kush. It is January thirteenth, two thousand twenty-one, and we have survived and advanced to the next round. <laughs> and everyone is still standing, despite Not everyone, despite the misery that was that game. We've made it through, uh, and we are still on the other side of the Saints are still hanging around, ready, with their foot perched up from, you know, uh, parallel <laughs> to their knee, just ready to kick you directly in the junk any day now.
1: Man, I got, I got to get an extra one put in, so when they <laughs> kick it, I got one left over. I go to the left. Don't go for the middle. Don't go
0: for the seam. There, <laughs> there is a – how long would you say at that Bears game where you were like, oh, my God, this is actually going to happen? This is the Vikings game all over again. I would say I spent at least fifteen minutes worrying about that, like uh, in like in order, in like real time, (laughs) in like real time, like basically right when that guy dropped the touchdown pass, like that moment, and then like there was, and when Breeze threw the interception that got tipped up in the air, everything around that, I was like, oh my god, this is going to happen again. And then you were like, oh, the Bears are like the worst team I've ever seen that's ever made the playoffs. They were so bad. They were so (laughs) fucking bad. How did that team win eight games? it
1: it was just embarrassing that that team was so bad and i was still very mostly scared throughout the game yeah i you know we had like a decent spread and some cocktails going so i was distracting <laughs> myself like you get together for this reason and then you distract yourself yes. from the reason that you're there it's like christmas too it it, <laughs>
0: it really there is something about there is no worse way to watch a football game than in a group of people, like everybody, like all of your friends are there and you're all talking, which is really like the point of sports is to bring people together and all that. But there is no worse way to watch it because you have no idea what's going on. You kind of have a some somewhat idea. But the actual worst way to watch it, in reality, is alone by yourself just getting mad. <laughs> is that what you were doing? That's what I did. I had my three-year-old alone. Uh, it was just me and my three-year-old. and All he wanted to do was just have me tackle him the entire game. And I'm just, like, trying to pay attention. I'm getting mad. He doesn't understand what's going on. He's pointing at numbers. He thinks numbers. You're getting pumped up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's no idea, and I'm like uh, increasingly trying to like you know hold myself back from getting emotional about it. It's just you know I'm an adult. They really don't need to be reacting this way to these things. But so many things just there's something like, and it used to be that I, I would get nervous the whole couple of days leading up to it. I think about it a lot, and then like when the game was over, I'd think about it a ton. And now it's like the second they kick off, I start getting mad. And then the second the game is over, I don't think about it anymore. But in those three hours, it's still just mental torture. This is the food pyramid
1: of cush football. <laughs> Base level is ignoring. These are like the levels
0: of grief. You're like pretending it didn't happen. And then afterwards, you're furious. I have this cycle going. And now back when I used to be able to go to the games, uh, I used to pace a lot. Like when things are going bad during the Saints game, I would just pace the concourse. But because we're in like the second level but we're not in the club section i can only pace from basically one side of the end zone to the other so i would just walk like a crazy person like a mall walker in the world's smallest mall
1: (laughs) there's no way people are allowed to pace
0: furiously in the superdome right now uh no no one's. i mean maybe there's no one there maybe you just go to the uh the terrace i'm sure you can walk (laughs) that's the angry stomping around area Yes, this is the timeout corner uh, up in the terrace. Your son heard some
1: new words or some old words if he's listening yeah. to the podcast
0: <laughs> yes. that he's watched. Has
1: <laughs> he put in five star review yet? <laughs> no, Little Zordon, gave, what's his, his <laughs> name? It was the count.
0: Little bailiff yeah. or whatever his name. Is. <laughs> yes, Jalen, Waylon, Valen, and Balen. Uh, yeah, they, they the Breeze Boys got their uh, their gratuitous uh, shot in the suite. They they always make sure to get them on television.
1: Yeah, they were doing like the the Dougie or whatever. Yeah, or, I don't
0: know whatever. I'm sure the Nickelodeon <laughs> uh, thing went crazy about it. Were y'all watching the Nickelodeon feed? No, I don't have uh, cable, so I was. Wa- I you know I have Apple TV. I couldn't even figure out how to get Nickelodeon, so we just watched this the CBS on the rabbit ears. Man, how mad would your kids have
1: been if they had known that there was an option to watch the Game with slime cannons. Oh, I know, and
0: SpongeBob and whatever. You
1: saw the how they broadcasted on Nickelodeon. I
0: saw a little bit of the it. The
1: end zone was the slimes, or the red zone was the slime zone. Instead of the red zone. And then when they got in there, they blasted off the slime cannons. (laughs) You know, it's all digital, of course. And uh, Sean Payton at the end actually lived up to his side of the agreement or whatever you want to call (laughs) it. And he got slimed, which I thought was cool. Did he try to snort it? (laughs) I think he was (laughs) confused. He was like, usually the green comes off me after the... (laughs) So. I enjoyed watching uh, Jimmy Graham's walk-off touchdown with the slime cannons because you see a man <laughs> with the last touchdown of his career probably yeah. in the place where he's going. Ah, I died, fucking Max Unger. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're walking off, you know,
1: yeah, for the final time, and you got SpongeBob dabbing on you.
0: Yeah, that was a. The game-losing touchdown is one of the unsung heroes of football. There's not much better than that. You're furiously driving down the field. The Saints have scored a lot of them over the years because Drew Brees loves scoring touchdowns when the games. Absolutely don't matter anymore. They're they're unstoppable. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, the game-losing touchdown is just a great feat. To do it with exactly zero seconds on the clock, too, is just... Perfect. And the fact that it allowed the Saints to cover, which was even funnier, <laughs> <laughs> that entire exchange.
1: I don't know if I've ever seen a walk-off touchdown where they didn't do the extra point afterwards. And, you know, Tony Romo, he's a librarian. So he's like, um, actually, I think that you'd shut up, Tony.
0: I know. It's over. Yeah. It is. And, I mean, he literally, Jimmy Graham just looked at the clock and walked straight into the locker room. He didn't even bother. It was the most efficient play
1: that the Bears had the entire game, working time management.
0: Yeah, I think they changed that rule a few years ago cuz they used to make you like they used to make you kick the extra point even if it made no difference just, you know, for the uh, definitely for gambling purposes, but um, and then they changed it that if it does not affect the outcome, then you don't have to kick it. Whatever. The bottom line is that the Saints uh, played a very bad team in the playoffs, which is what you got by becoming the two seed is you were allowed to play a very bad team uh, in the first round. Probably the worst playoff team in the history of the playoffs uh, or certainly the worst wildcard team in the history of the playoffs. Like there's, there's, you could argue Washington was worse, uh, but for they didn't team, look it. Yeah, but it was just, you know, division, whatever. This was a team that got in on the product of actually winning more teams, winning more than the rest of the NFC. Uh, they sucked. I mean, there's really not much else to say. Chicago was terrible. That's got to be a chore watching that team on an every week basis. Uh, I think the Saints defense played well, but it's honestly hard to tell. Mitch Trubisky has nothing. They had no running game. Every time that someone was open to throw the ball, they had no one to throw it to. Like, it was a joke.
1: Yeah, it seemed uh, very poorly called on the Bears side, too. Like, you got... Yeah. No receivers, and then the only time you see Jimmy Graham is at the end of the game, and their other tight end, I think, only had a few catches. It seemed like they were. Yeah. It was nice to talk about bad play calling on the other <laughs> side of things for once, but they really
0: shit the bed. Yeah, they weren't just a bad team. It was it was a spectacle to watch. I I watched a little you know reaction video from a Bears fan who said watching the Bears is like drinking on day three of a bachelor party where you're doing it out of obligation. (laughs) Like, the idea of drinking is fun. The idea of being with your friends is fun. The idea of watching your NFL team is fun. But in reality, you're really doing it exclusively out of obligation at that point. You'd rather be doing almost anything (laughs) else. I was like, you know, I definitely know that feeling having watched uh, 80 Pelicans games a year. I (sighs) I know how that goes. Uh, But... I think the Saints are in a decent position. I think this is about as good as you could hope for right now. Uh, You get uh, not only a solid win that was not, you know, didn't come down in the fourth quarter, there was no major injury that took place. Uh, You won a playoff game, which that should be considered, you know, we should still count that as something that was a big deal. In 2000, that was like the biggest, the greatest sports achievement of my life when we won a wild card playoff game Uh, so it still it should be considered a pretty big deal and now you match up against Tampa uh, who you've beaten twice uh, already this season and once in extremely convincingly fat in convincing fashion Uh, it does seem if you were to line up all of the things you'd want to see for the Saints this is probably the best case scenario yeah because uh you know Washington wasn't gonna win
1: that game and yeah. the Ra- nobody wants to face the Rams either right now from the looks of it. No. So God, you, having to play Aaron Donald is the worst. He's gonna you know Drew is gonna have PTSD and just pop three ribs from <laughs> seeing Aaron running at him.'
0: <laughs> no. gonna see that monster coming at him in his sleep. Yeah, I mean that guy that that is the exact worst position for the Saints to match up against. They have bad guards. Uh, and they have a quarterback who is awful at evading pressure up the middle. He's pretty good when it's around the edges. He cannot handle it when it's coming up the middle. And yeah, Aaron Donald has destroyed him the last two times they've played against them, and it's because he's the best player in the NFL. That's certainly the best defensive player in the NFL. And so you get to avoid him, and you avoid Russell Wilson, uh, which I think you know would always be a challenge one way or the other. Uh, and you get to play a team who you at least know and who you at least can have some confidence entering the game against. Now, do you think that
1: uh, is a benefit for the Saints that they've played them twice? I, You know, I've said several times it's hard for the Saints to beat a good team three times in a season. Sure. It has happened before, yeah. but this is a different Saints team. And, of course, the, the playoff cloud, yeah, you poked your head through it a little bit with one win. It's a bit of a sigh of relief, but nobody's dancing in the streets. It's, no. it's still, yeah, you got to the next game. However, the next game is against Tom Brady, who yeah. you love him or hate him. There is the playoff aura around Tom Brady that despite last season, it, you know, it's it's the number one thing you think
0: about. Yeah, it's also Antonio Brown, who's still probably the most talented receiver in the league. It's you got a lot of stuff going on in Tampa that they are still a very good guy. they like they're still a very good team. However, uh, I the whole beating a th- team three times like. Would you feel better if they had lost to them once? You know like <laughs> I mean you're gonna if you're yeah gonna, it doesn't happen that often that you play a team three times. Uh, I suppose it's better to have to be in the same situation where you know that you can beat them. Then the other way around where it's a team that kind of has your number and you don't know what the hell to do against them. Like, I had assumed Tampa's coaches are kind of like, well, what the hell are we supposed to do? Like, everything we tried to do the last time didn't work at all. And the first game was so long ago, I don't know how much you can even really glean from that.
1: Right. And uh, this is basically the same Tampa Bay team that we saw in the other two matchups. The Bears, different quarterback, different face, a yeah. uh, lot of setbacks. Tampa has been mostly the same since then. Yeah. So... Yeah, I can be hopeful about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it does feel like a lot's going to come down to if Trey Hendrickson can actually play. He murdered tom brady last time he was in the backfield the entire game he was you know causing more havoc against tom brady than uh the deflated balls or anything <laughs> i mean than uh you know the, the nightshades that tom brady has to eat sometimes <laughs> <The> <laughs> hidden nightshades uh i mean hendrickson at one point i think there was like a stretch where he had like four straight plays of the sack like he would he killed Tampa and uh, and did well in the first game against them as well. So if he is unable to go and he's questionable still at this point, uh, otherwise you're relying on old faithful uh, Marcus Davenport who who does nothing uh, and Cam Jordan, who is really honestly just been a ghost a lot of the season.
1: Yeah, he uh, has not really stuck out in my mind at all watching these games. No, I, I not I can't remember anything. You know, I didn't know if that was like a, you know, Kenny Hustle type of <laughs> season where he's, you know, not filling up the stat box, but he's doing
0: crucial things. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. No, I don't know. I haven't even seen him say anything funny. You're I haven't like,
1: seen him do the stack thing, the stack <laughs> on the stack. levels. Yeah, the <laughs> levels.
0: <laughs> the built the city. Um, I, he, yeah, he's just kind of there now. He still plays like every snap, and, uh, but you're going to have to count on pressure from Onyemata. you got to count on pressure uh, coming up the middle. And, you know, Demario Davis, obviously. Malcolm Jenkins, I think he's going to probably blitz a lot. Uh, there's a lot that has to go in to this if Hendrickson's not playing, if he's playing, I think you get a huge benefit out of that. But the bottom, you know, the, the, the bottom line of where the Saints stand is, I still don't think they're that good. But I think they have a lot of potential, which is weird to say in January where you're like, <laughs> look, if they play their best game, they can beat anybody. But they just lollygag through these games. And you're like. This was a, Like, that Bears game was a slog, and you feel like against almost any really good team, they would have lost that game.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the Saints have seemed to at least play to the level of their opponent this year. Really, yeah. the only dominating win over a good one was Tampa Bay. Yeah. But you say potential, I think that's incredibly accurate considering how— It wasn't until this last game that Drew Brees has had a roster of actual players to throw to. Uh, Deontay Harris showed up
0: uh, in alarming fashion. Like the third down guy now. It's like he was used way more than anybody else, really. They were like leaning on Deontay Harris. I didn't see that coming.
1: I don't. Is there a bigger collective gasp than when the ball is thrown to Jared Cook? And I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I feel worse when he catches it. Because when he catches it, I'm like, ah, fuck, he's about to fumble, <laughs> fumble it. And if he doesn't catch it, I'm like, well, at least it's over.
0: There was one where he fought off like f- two or three tacklers and got like an extra 10 yards the whole time. I'd I have never thinking, seen him move like that. I was like, go down, go down, go down. And every time when, they, when you see Drew drop back to throw and then you see like the first person on the screen is Jared Cook, I just instinctively go, loser. <laughs> <laughs> loser and then you know he catches it like 60% of the time I mean Jared Cook, the way he catches the ball maybe it's just because he's so
1: tall but he's got like his elbow it looks like he's ballroom dancing with the football (laughs) and the world's most dangerous men are diving right at him there's so much room on him beneath his beneath his shoulders and chest there's 10 foot of man so everybody can just grab on it's like the trees in Lord of the Rings they're throwing the fucking rope around him I have no confidence whatsoever in Jared Cook Ever. doing anything other than just grabbing a ball in the end zone.
0: Yeah. And even then, I don't really like I just wish they wouldn't throw the ball to him. It's the same way I felt about Ben Watson, though. And it's the same way I felt about like countless tight ends with the exception of Jimmy Graham. And I also didn't like Jimmy Graham because he was a a, a, ver- a a sissy, if you will. He was, he was he was a pushover and he no block. He, he was a wimp. And yeah, he never blocked, and whenever I anybody Jimmy
1: Graham burst through that
0: do- door like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> whenever what did you say, <laughs> little man? Whenever anybody hit him hard, you could just watch him like you know melt away from the pressure, and it was like, okay, well, this guy sucks. Anyway, that's my Saints tight end. Oh, Kobe Fleener. We forgot him. I don't <laughs> like him either. They've just all been... Shockey? Yeah. yeah get Shockey was tough, man. He was pretty cool, man. He used to come and hang out on the West Bank with us.
1: Remember when Kid Rocks did a, did a bunch of steroids and became Jeremy Shockey? Oh, man. Just throw the ball to Shockey, yo! <laughs> If Shockey, man, if anybody had ever should have been a West Bank rapper, it should have been Jeremy Shockey. Oh, man. He could have put out a mixtape that people tried to sell you (laughs) in like a Rite Aid parking lot. Did they sell a single Jeremy Shockey jersey that wasn't in camouflage? (sighs) I don't. (laughs) Came with a free pair of wraparound shades. The
0: entire town of Belchase with Jeremy Shockey Day every Sunday uh I mean, God, I missed that guy. Yeah, that's probably the last tight end I actually legitimately felt confident in on a on a play to play basis. But yeah, so and, Jared Cook yeah. is is someone that they're going to need. Michael Thomas is going to have to step up. I I still still don't know what Drew Brees is at this point. He had some alarmingly stupid things happen this week, but then he makes plays that are really good. Alvin Kamara is you know uh obviously reliable. I feel like they're not throwing the ball to him as much now. Uh, but w- this team will go as far as Breeze will take them, right? I, I think
1: so. Yeah, and Deontay got a lot of those uh, Camara receptions yeah. that he would normally get, and it seemed to work out all right. But th- this team is still figuring out together on offense, which is not an absurd thing to say considering the health and getting the people back. Yeah. But they're going to have to figure it out a uh, real quick. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's not a lot of margin for error. You make one of the one or two of those stupid interceptions again, like just the batted passes or. You know, a guy breaks through, uh, I don't know, number 75 right in the middle of the line. Maybe he <laughs> might miss a block or two. I don't 75. know. I've oh, never heard of that guy. I've never, never heard holding, 75. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, there, there's obviously some, some serious challenges uh, when it comes to Tampa. They are a very good team. However, there is no, you can't look at look at this honestly and say that the saints are in a bad position because we have seen what they can do against this team i think if they were playing the rams it would be significantly uh more challenging right now and obviously if they were to win whoever they play next week will be a uh on paper will be a much more difficult matchup absolutely but they got to get there first they got to win this game uh there are about a million ways you can see them losing, but I I haven't looked the line. I assume they're favored, but um the other the last point I wanted to to touch on here. Uh the Saint special teams sucks. Oh my god. It's a problem. Will Lutz It's a problem. He's
1: gone. Blair Blair Walsh <laughs> <laughs> The Blair Walsh Project. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be me at the end of the game whenever he misses the game-winning field goal. I'm just going to be in the corner looking at the floor. Dude,
0: uh, these guys are washed. It's I don't know. Lutz was so good for the first seven, nine weeks of the season, whatever it might have been, and then it just seems like he's totally lost confidence. That's what
1: happens with kickers. You lose yeah. your confidence, and then the leg follows. Yeah.
0: You don't come back from it. No. You just don't. Very rarely. Uh, it is almost impossible. John Karn is a good second year <laughs> <your> one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Cairo was terrible last year, and he's kicking for the Bears now, and he's all right. But like, it, it to be a really good kicker, which he was, he was a really good, reliable kicker. I agree. Whenever Lutz lined up, you were like, here we go. But the Saints' formula right now is uh, they're going to lean on their deep. They're playing Jim Mora ball We're going to lean on our defense. We're going to lean... On our running game, and we're going to grind out wins. That's the reason they didn't go for it on fourth down, like fourth and two, fourth and three, on the plus side of the fifty, because they're not—they're trying to win in a different way, because they're—they think their defense is the strength of the team, which is probably right. You can't do that and also miss any field goal that's more than forty yards. Right. You can't do that and have a punter that can't flip the field when you don't get a first down because you want to throw a screen on third and thirteen, like the 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 fundamental aspects that come with playing a game like that require your special teams (laughs) to not be the worst in the fucking playoffs. Like, you can't can't do... Like, Thomas Morrison is the second worst punting average in the NFL this year. Will Lutz has been completely unreliable to the point they're not even putting him out there in 50-yarders anymore after he missed the first one. Like, this is a... uh, It's not a small issue. It's a very large issue, mostly because of the way that they play.
1: Yeah, it was that I think it was a fifty-seven-yard field goal that they did not go for. Didn't even on. try it.
0: They would have at
1: the beginning of the season, absolutely. absolutely. And why wouldn't they? It's, yeah. a, it's a smart decision to. You're in a dome. You have a kicker with Will Lutz's history. Yeah. If you're not doing that, you recognize that there's a problem, and especially
0: if you're signing the Blair Walsh project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and it's in games where three points is going to make a big difference because you're not you're not playing with the intention of scoring forty plus every week, which is how Sean Payton coached this team for at least 10 years, probably longer. That every possession, the thought was, you're going to go score a touchdown. So if you kick a field goal, whatever, that's just a disappointment. That's all it was. This is like you're playing to get field goals because you think you can win a game you Know 17 to 14, that's the way they played this Bears game, yeah. And these Saints, other than a
1: very, very few examples, they are a warm up team. They are not getting a touchdown on that first drive, yeah. so three points is Lanyap, yes. And it's not even Lanyap, it is f- absolutely crucial <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, this, this is these are games that matter, and I don't know if they have time to address it. No, they, they don't. Can't. What are you gonna, you gonna go sign a
0: punter right yeah. now? You're gonna go sign a kicker, like Thomas Morstead? said there was like 25 yard punts like what is going on like this guy you could he's the worst punter in louisiana like this guy the guy at tulane and the guy at lsu were both but the guy at lsu was a hundred times better than him uh this is it's a it's a very real issue especially if you are going to try to rely on a defense that's committing penalties and you're trying to like flip the field all the time i don't know how that's going to work Uh, That is, to me, that's the biggest concern that no one really talks about. And the special teams meshing with the game
1: plan. The Saints have also lucked out very much that none of these teams have taken advantage of that. Yeah. The, The Saints have played a lot of losers this season. They played one last week. They played one two weeks before that. And the special teams
0: problems did not add up. Well, I can promise you they would not be playing in the first round had they beaten Philadelphia. And if that were the case that if, if Morstead was better and if Lutz was better, they probably would have beaten the Eagles. So it did cost them at least once. But, yeah, Chicago's fucking horrible. Atlanta was horrible. Like all these other teams that he missed kicks against, uh, it didn't cost them. But it, you can just, like, and maybe it's because we are the most dreadworthy people <laughs> on the planet. But every time I, you think about it, you go, yeah, that's going to be, like, the moment that cost you. It's like that one a missed extra point, a missed field goal, Something like that, and that you look down the road and go, ah, well, that's what it was. That's it. I know. So, anyway, uh, we will get back. We've got uh, a whole lot of Pelicans to talk about. (laughs) Speaking of uh, a pick me up, oh, baby. Goodness. (laughs) So, the Saints advance, which is good news. The Pelicans, on the other hand, uh, backpedaling. Retreat. Yes, (laughs) retreating. Uh, (laughs) So, we will get to them uh, right after this on Polk and Kush.
1: All right everybody, we are back and you know what that means? <smack> Word from our greatest sponsor, Jansen Patagna. That's right, New Orleans' finest realtor.
0: Jansen, Jansen, Jansen.
1: Jansen Patagna Find him online. You can see these beautiful houses. J underscore Patagna P-E-T-A-G-N-A on Instagram. Everybody's on Instagram. Go on there. Don't go anywhere else. He's got a new <laughs> listing on North Rampart. 4415-17 North Rampart. It's in the beautiful Bywater 70117. Check out that weather. You know it's twenty degrees right now here. It's 70 degrees in the bywater right now, and sunny, (laughs) even though it's 9 p.m. at night. It's amazing how they do that over there. Uh, He's got a double situated on a double lot that is overflowing with potential. Uh, You can schedule a private tour today. Go on Instagram and check it out. This place is beautiful. Uh, If you buy it, I get to live underneath the house for free. (laughs) I'll keep the possums away. No, that's not part of the deal. Uh, Jansen has a lot of great properties right now, and uh, it looks like a lot of them are flying off the shelves.
0: Yes, uh, it seems like he's all every day. I look over there, and he's selling another house. We so. should be charging him more. Yes, I think we've really—it's probably time that we start taking a percentage. How many? of these <laughs> We want a houses, percentage of all of your sales.
1: <laughs> how many of these houses are Polk and Cush fans? All of them. all of them. Every <laughs> single one of them—house, mansion. Not the people, but the actual homes. They love this show. My goodness, he's also got a place at six thirty-one. Washington Avenue uh, over in the Irish Channel Irish Channel oh my god you can go to Parasols if they're still in business yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the St. Patrick's Day Parade if that's still allowed to happen <laughs> well he's doing private tours all this place and he's easy to get in touch with him you can holler at him Jansen at FQR Realty that is French Quarter realty.com I think you can also DM him on Instagram slide into his DMs as the kids would say that sounds nice. Oh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> J-A-N-S-E-N at F-Q-R dot com. That's a sponsor. Now for the bad news. <laughs> <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans are still playing best. Can Jansen sell the New Orleans Pelicans? <laughs> <laughs> Can Jansen find a new home for these Pelicans?
0: They- it's hard to watch, man. What a miserable week. They just came off. Uh, In case you've, uh, you know, uh, been smartly not paying attention, uh, the Pelicans lost three games at home last week. They lost to the uh, mighty Oklahoma City Thunder, who probably have the least amount of talent in the NBA. They're the Chicago Bears of the NBA. (laughs) They have. uh, And then they lost to the Charlotte Hornets, you know, who also have uh, almost no talent. So they lost both of those games, as well as the meltdown against Indiana, which we got into last week. Uh, And then, you know. They caught a break. They, uh, The Mavericks all got coronavirus, Ew. and so they didn't have to play on Monday. So uh, the, the losing streak
1: stands at three. This is going to be uh, a trend that we see this season. Teams pretending to have coronavirus, so they don't even have to waste their time against the Pelicans. <laughs> It's not you know. Three weeks ago, they're like, "Oh, the stone walls of Stephen Adams and Zion. Everybody's gonna be quaking in their boots." Yeah. Now you're getting handled by Lamelo Ball, (laughs) like his fifth NBA game. Dude, that was so embarrassing. For anybody that has a sibling, watching that game was so just (laughs) cringy and embarrassing. Cause it's like sometimes, like if you have a, a younger sibling, you might see them doing better than you, and you're like, ah, "Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> they are better than me." Mom was right. Mom was right. Uh Yeah, brutal. We the- got the wrong ball, brother. Can we trade? Is there some kind of like <laughs> rule that we don't know? We got the good holiday. I'm That's fine true. with that.
0: Well, he's not there anymore.
1: We got yeah, but <laughs> yeah, maybe but we did. But we should be able to trade around the brothers. Let's bring in the good ball, brother.
0: Yeah. Th- there's got to be some sort of clause in the players union that Maybe you can do that. Some sort of scheme where we just
1: switch <laughs> him out. And nobody like a freaky Friday situation. He's uh, going to have to get a tattoo of Malcolm X on his arm <laughs> to blend in his Lonzo.
0: He's going to have to suck more at basketball to blend in life. Absolutely. Alonzo has been very, very, very bad. Uh, he started off pretty well this year. He had a couple good games, and uh, he's fallen off a cliff. And he's, he's definitely the swing factor for this team in a lot of ways. Like, if he doesn't score, if he's not aggressive, he's not attacking, uh, they don't have anybody else to do that stuff, and so it just doesn't occur. And that's what's happened is he's gone in a shell, and he's played like shit. And as he's done that, the Pelicans have suffered uh, in his wake. Yeah, Lonzo is the Pelicans economy. He's up and down and yeah.
1: it is completely dependent upon him because there's no one. There's seven people on the team. Yeah. You got Melly back. What What the fuck is he doing? <laughs>
0: he's, he's out he's there making standing, prosciutto. He's <laughs>
1: standing out there like a Confederate monument, just getting in the way. Like, I remember last year you could at least shoot a three point or two before you had you know, sulk off the floor. Yeah. And then you got JJ watching Tenet too much. Now his mind's all <laughs> fucked up. JJ Reddick tweeted today that he loved the movie Tenet. So
0: And that's it for Polk. He's done.
1: I mean, honestly, I think it was the um one of nine shooting and <laughs> ten games in a row that did it for me. And then he's like, Tennant's amazing. I'm like, All right, dude. All right. We're done with you. Okay. He JJ. said he watched it four times. This is what's why aren't you in the gym? That movie is eight hours long. Those are four practices. You missed. Those are those are 10
0: practices. You missed watching Tenet. We're claiming J.J. Reddick doesn't work hard enough. The guy is uh, the mid 30s, six to <laughs> white guy who's still getting paid 15 million dollars play basketball.
1: I'm most of those things. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one that some of them. I'm, I'm some of those things. Um, I'm at least one. I'm sure, I didn't go to Duke. I went to Delta Community College, but I don't know the, this this team. Uh, there are no silver lining. There's no bright spots other than Brandon Ingram, yeah. which we've yeah, that's fine to talk about when the teams are close and it's not just a competitive slog of 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 misery and pain. It's fine to go, yeah, but Brandon's playing like an MVP. Brandon's playing like all NBA. Yeah, but the team is getting fucking smoked. Yeah. Every game and it's gonna it's that it's gonna be that same Pelicans pattern that happened with Gentry. Where this team gets used to losing, they go, oh, it's the third quarter, we're bad in the third quarter, and then you just become that because you're thinking it.
0: Yeah, and Stan Van Gundy seems to be out of answers in a lot of ways, which is bad, Uh, you know, less than 10 games into the season. It's not
1: turnovers, Stan. I hate to break it to you. You can say that it's turnovers. It's not just
0: turnovers. You can't shoot. You have a very flawed roster. This you
1: have five people on your team. Yeah. You're not. I mean, if you're going to lose, at least get Kyra Lewis out there. What the fuck is he on the team for? Exactly. And
0: I think that's kind of the next step with this team. I think they're going to let Van Gundy kind of run the, the form, the you know, the rotation that he wants for a while. But at some point, you got to be like, and you saw Hayes is getting run. You saw Alexander Walker's getting more run. Like, I think this is all part of it. That it's like, look, this is not the end all, be all season. This is a, supposed to be a developmental season. It's like. I know Brandon Ingram very badly wants to make the playoffs. I know Zion Williamson wants to make the playoffs. It's like, but you also need to develop this team for the future at the same time. Like, you don't have to be in the top five, okay? That's not what you're shooting for. You're shooting to not be in the bottom five. It shouldn't be that difficult. You should be able to do both things. You should be able Mm -hmm. to, you know, beat Charlotte at home or beat Oklahoma City at home while also playing, you know, your number 13 pick, point guard. For seven minutes, but instead they can't do that. Instead, they're playing Lonzo Ball 30-something minutes. He's producing nothing. Uh, I think it is now becoming a matter. And and he's, by the way, he's out. uh, If you're listening to this on Wednesday, he is uh, out for the game against the Clippers due to something with his knee. I don't know what it is, but he's out for something. Load management. I think this is on the way, (laughs) yes. Uh, I think this is on the path to eventually him getting traded, which will probably happen in the next couple of months.
1: Well, uh, it might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, I don't know what they can get for him, yeah. but I think it's very obvious he's not a part of the future of this team. He does not fit with Ingram and Zion. F- just flat out doesn't fit no. and is not making them better. I, d- I do not agree with the sentiment that J.J. should
1: be starting because, like you said, they're not going to be a top five team. We don't need J.J. Redick playing 40 minutes a yeah. game. I'd rather have Kyra and Nikhil in there instead or some combination of the two. Yeah, Lonzo. I did see uh, Fletch tweeted. This, this was hilarious. He tweeted uh, <laughs> that uh, the acceptable trade, I, you know, he's crazy. He's a maniac with the NBA trade <laughs> yeah. machine. Lori Marcanon for Lonzo Ball. Sure. It is, got accepted. <laughs> like, dude, come on. Did not you come to the live show? Come on. You know, that's not going to happen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know who would trade, honestly, anything for Lonzo. I made a bet at the beginning of the year with somebody that Lonzo next season would get paid at least $18 million a year in his next contract, and I bet his steak dinner on it, and I will be paying for somebody else's steak dinner uh, come <laughs> July. It's a it's a real problem.
1: Yeah, I uh, I, I think you're going to be eating your words and a couple of flimsy steaks over at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> with with that bet, no doubt that uh, that's a T-bone a
0: Waffle House. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst bet you've made all season.
0: It was a very bad bet. I've made some very bad. I bet on Ohio State. That was pretty stupid as well. Oh yeah, that oh. was a bad move. Um, I kind of looks like just felt I, they they won me money against Clemson. So I, like, I got to keep betting them. And that that's not how you bet. That's no, not how you can have loyalty to no, the team. You got to be was, cutthroat. It was very dumb. Uh, so where this team stands is very hard to say. I do think that a move is probably imminent in the next couple of months. Uh, at the same time, they are going through the gulag right now. They've got a West Coast trip that is uh, the two games in LA, Clippers and Lakers. Two games in Utah, both against the Jazz. I don't really understand that part of it. Uh, they go to Sacramento. They go to Minnesota. It's like a full two week trip. I don't know when the Mavericks game is going to get rescheduled. It's a beast. They've also introduced all these COVID rules uh, on the NBA in the last couple of days. So not only are they on a 13 day trip, they are not allowed to basically talk to anyone else but the other miserable teammates on their team. So it is just a circle of misery now that they can't escape. And Stan Van Gundy was like very much concerned about that. He's like, well, that's the nice part of going on the road is like. You go to dinner with someone you know in L.A. You go to dinner with someone you know in Dallas. Like you kind of get away from it for a little bit and then you come back and like it it sort of freshens it up. He's like going on a 13 day trip where you're not allowed to talk to anybody else outside of your hotel. And even you can't talk to anyone in your hotel. That's not on your team. So it is a uh, a roving bubble now and I think it's 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 basically a a floating insane asylum that they've built. It's <laughs> the much Pelicans. worse than the bubble cuz you know the bubble yeah. they could go to the NBA 2K lounge and <laughs> yeah, get a haircut and get haircut. Baja Blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean there was there was like a campus set up for them there. This is literally just like go to your room, sit inside your room don't talk to anybody. Because they've had to cancel, like, I don't know, eight or nine NBA games in the last couple of weeks.
1: This is going to be okay for uh, Josh Hart, because he can just stream <laughs> video games all the time.
0: Yeah. This is not going to be
1: a team-building exercise, I don't believe. <sighs> That's, it, it, if I could try and look at it with some sort of positive frame, it's, well, maybe they'll become better friends, which will mean nothing
0: on court. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, even then, I could just see it going the complete opposite way of all of them isolating each other, and they're just miserable, but... I mean they're just in a weird spot right now they haven't decided they, they built a flawed team I think we all kind of knew it was a flawed team but we thought it was like a couple games under 500 flawed team not a team that's going to lose at home to some of the worst teams in the NBA uh, that is is a bigger issue blowing an 18 point lead on the, the end of all of it like there's just a lot of things that are occurring that I don't I never expected to see, especially after we watched them for a couple of games in the first week of the season. But when Stan Van Gundy came out and said all of the defensive stuff that we went through and all the shit that we'd spent time drilling and drilling and drilling in training camp, we've lost those habits. Like it took three weeks and he was like, we've lost those habits. And I was like, well, that's a problem. That's like, a, Yeah, that's on you, Stan. Yeah. And so he's, he's like, that's because he he's. Said he talked to Brandon Ingram for a while about it. He's like, that is the issue right now is like they can't practice like that throughout the whole season. So how do you keep that sort of mentality going? And clearly it is waning, it has waned, and they are finding themselves in a trouble spot already, you know, like ten games into the season.
1: And this is gonna be just an absolutely brutal trip. They they'll either (sighs) win against Minnesota or Sacramento, but that that's gonna be it. That's they're gonna get one. It's going to be just like that, uh, you know, the streak last year when favors went down. I think they Mm -hmm. lost like 11 plus in a row. 13. Yeah. It's going to be that exact same vibe. And maybe the, you know, maybe the wave of the season will ride that way. And then they can shoot into the playoffs for the playoffs. Yeah. (laughs) And
0: lose in crushing fashion. Yeah. I mean, they have the, the, the weirdest part of this whole thing to me is that they're completely healthy. And you (laughs) you look at what the possibilities are if they were as injured as they typically are. uh, I don't know where you go. Like at that point, then you have to be like, "All right, we'll scrap it and let's tank." Like because, and I know Ingram and Zion definitely don't want to do that, but that's how tenuous this is. Like if if you lose Brandon Ingram 15 games, like you're going to go one in 14 in those games.
1: I feel like uh, Stephen Adams or Brandon Ingram going down will be the death rattle of yeah. this season, yeah. uh, especially uh, Stephen Adams. You yeah, know, Pelican- he seems. The Pelicans can open up the floor without Brandon. Yeah. Well, normally they could if they had shooters <laughs> that they did last I'm thinking from a last year <laughs> perspective. Yeah. Brandon, I don't. Brandon is obviously the best player on the team, but losing him, I don't think is as impactful as Stephen Adams for a young squad like this that needs a role player, yeah. somebody getting re... Can you imagine Jackson Hayes oh, in the starting lineup? Man. It doesn't matter if he's got four Brandon Ingrams around no. him. <laughs> the, the second you see Jackson Hayes in the starting lineup, it's like, all right, everybody, get. <laughs> next season, we have another number one pick to go aside this number two pick that we're trading away.
0: Just put all of your money against the Pelicans when you see Jackson Hayes enter that starting
1: lineup. It's just absurd how shallow this team is with all of these not all these picks, which are nonsense picks. I
0: know with picks and trades that got you back more players than you traded for. So it's like, who the hell was already here? Like, uh, th- there is there there some problems. We will have a lot of weeks to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> their problems. Yeah. I
0: don't want to just repeat ourselves this whole season. I but I'm, I'm worried about I it. know. Well, <laughs> it was not as dire until this last week, which was uh, a little dispiriting for the Pelicans, I think. And uh, we'll see how this road trip goes. I mean, if they are able to write the ship, really, all they have to do is win like three of these six games. Uh, and, and honestly, probably two of these six games and everyone will feel a little bit more calm that it's not all falling apart. The problem is that they're not going to be favored in really any of them uh, based on the way they're playing right now. So it's a challenge. Uh, it is very obvious uh, for the Pelicans that there's problems afoot. We will keep track of it. We will obviously uh, be here with the the first Rattles of doom and gloom, whatever you yeah, can get us. Get so, uh, all right, we will be back. We've got uh, a lot more uplifting stuff. We've got your overrated, your underrated, your poke news, and so much more. So, stick around, Polk and Kush. It's
1: time for everybody's favorite and uh, least factual, uh, <laughs> most poorly researched part of the show, polk news. <sighs> Kaboom! Polk News College Football Championship. Did anyone remember it? That wasn't gambling. No, you forgot about it, and you were gambling. I know. That's I how bad it was. I
0: literally forgot it was going to happen.
1: I didn't. I knew that it was happening, and then completely forgot about it. And then I saw like a meme that was, you know, Sabin holding up the trophy. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that was the uh, absolute encapsulation of how I viewed college football this season. Yeah. It did not feel real. No, I I think out of all the sport, you know, we questioned the NBA bubble. I think it was a success. I think it was uh, worthwhile watching, especially for certain teams. Yeah. Uh, the NFL season, I think, I feel like the NFL has been basically the same. I agreed. Um, agreed. College football was not worth it. No. I don't think.
0: No, it seemed really silly without the fans, without the bands, without the pageantry of it. It does not feel real, and then. For Alabama just to basically smoke everybody, like I turned it off. I think I watched in the middle of the first quarter to the middle of the second quarter, and that was all I watched. Yeah, and I didn't even like check my phone for the score, nothing. Like I didn't, I didn't care. And then yeah, I don't really like Alabama or anything, but like I don't like Ohio State either. I, I just really just don't care. They Alabama has dragged the fun out of all of it anyway, and then COVID took what was ever was left.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one thing about these these kids in college, unless you're at Alabama or somewhere, they're not getting paid anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So they're
1: just going through the motions for this fanless, joyless experience. Yeah. Of course, you opt out and you, you know, what every good player did, except the ones at Alabama for some mm, weird reason. Mm. You opt out and you, you know, call it a it, this year was a bust for college football. Yeah, it should not have happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful college basketball is able to get at least some of the vaccine world Uh, that, you know, as they get into March Madness and whatever. But I'm worried it's going to feel uh, awfully similar. Come the tournament, I would. I want to know the news about when are the athletes getting the vaccine. Yeah, we I move thought move them they were, the line? I thought they were going to be on the
1: front lines <laughs> for this <laughs> let's thing. Let's move them at least the you line.
0: know <laughs> secretly. I know. I know. Oh yeah, it's like all the testing. Like at one point, on the eighty percent of the tests oh, have been yeah. conducted by the NBA. You know, it was like, uh, yeah. I I I'm surprised that they honestly haven't gotten it yet. I mean, maybe they haven't. It's just not working. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The bur- the Browns were the 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 test subject for the for the vaccine and
0: uh oh yeah I mean they found
1: a way though yeah AFC the AFC uh, playoffs were very interesting for the first time and uh, you know last year was okay but I thought uh, significantly this year an improvement I watched AFC games yeah. I never watch AFC I hate watching games on CBS <laughs> it looks like I'm watching like an old British sitcom it's like <laughs> gross colors and everybody's ugly I don't like it. <laughs> But the Browns, I think we mentioned them last week. Every, all of them have COVID. And yeah. they're like, yeah, they're fucked. What a Cleveland thing for them. And then they put up like 28 in the first quarter yeah. against Pittsburgh. Old Big Ben's on the side crying. <laughs> what was that about? Dude. He, what was that about? I hope he like looked at his phone. It was just over like a text message or something.
0: <laughs> I couldn't figure. I was like, why is he crying?
1: He has two Super Bowl rings. He's a million years old. He's evaded charges. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you
1: want, Big Ben? What do you want? You're sad you didn't meet the the fucking Browns again.
0: I just, it just didn't seem like that sad of a moment. No, it was just a playoff loss.
1: It was also a brutal. Like they were getting smoked the whole game. Like, yeah. I mean, figure it out and move on, dude. It was very odd. Very odd. Uh, it was good to see Buffalo get a win, though. Yeah, that was nice. They looked excited. I I put the Saints in that situation of. Uh, at the end of that game, Philip Rivers threw a Hail Mary. I was like, what if Breeze had to do that? Taysom Hill would throw it. Right? Yeah, he would. It had to go 50 plus. No, well, he would try to. He would hold on to it too long. <laughs> and then somebody would tap him on the arm and it would be fumbled and recovered by the opposing team. <laughs> he has 11 turnovers, Taysom Hill. Dude. <laughs> it's wild. Can we get Stan Van Gundy to give a little talk to Taysom? Why Taysom's whole, okay? We're going back to Saints. <laughs> <laughs> when Taysom makes it into Polk news, you know it's bad. Yes, yes. Anything uh, else? No. It was it was good to see the Bills win. You know, God bless them. Yeah. I guess what twenty five years. Yeah, they hadn't
0: won since the Clinton administration. A it, playoff.
1: Game. I just feel so bad for like Kyle Williams on that team for
0: forever, <laughs> forever. <laughs> and then it's like up. Oh, now we're good now that you're not here i was really happy they let some fans in the stadium because there's there's really no one better than buffalo fans when they they show that they're maniacs and they're all just like the fattest just (laughs) cheese filled and buffalo wing filled people in the world and they look like they they just care about that team so much and you're like man you care this much about the Buffalo Bills and you <laughs> like... have for
1: a very you know when you work at the factory when you work at like the <laughs> granite factory it's just a Springsteen album the entire <laughs> Buffalo Bills existence <laughs> every Buffalo Bills fan looks like the people at the end of Wally <laughs> Except in like a floating chair, you know they're in like an F one fifty with a tailgate ripped off.
0: Because even when the Saints were miserable, we kind of made fun of ourselves. It was like the bag heads. Oh and yeah. People were dancing and they had guys dressed like the Pope and shit. It was like it was it was kind of like a jolly we suck this. It was almost like a Cubsish, you know. Yeah. The Bills the, will fight you. The, when yeah, you know. the Bills are like, yeah, we're gonna jump through fire tables before <laughs> the game and drink until our heads explode. It was like, all right, well, this is one way to approach being all awful and now they're good so that's uh i'm very happy for buffalo i'm very happy for cleveland uh two fan bases that it's nice it's just nice not to see new england in there isn't it yeah, it's very it's nice, nice not to see the texans like see some different there's just like some different faces and it is and lamar been.
1: jackson got over his uh little you know hump
0: with yeah. the titans
1: in the playoffs uh mark ingram didn't play in that game yeah that was weird oh, i man, not he
0: hurt i don't know vrabel punted from the 40 with uh fourth and two from the other team's 40 with 10 minutes left? From the 40? I was like, dude, it's fourth and two. And it took them exactly uh, two plays to get the yardage back. <laughs> and by the time they got the ball back, they were down by a touchdown and had to go 80 yards to tie the game, and they, of course, did not. Who do you want to see in the Super Bowl? I, I mean, it's got to be Kansas City, right? There's no way anybody's beating them.
1: I don't think so. It doesn't seem
0: like anybody's beating them.
1: So Kansas City, New
0: Orleans. I'm putting you down for it. <laughs> I mean, I'll mean, i cut off the mic. Don't the, say otherwise. That's the Homer Bowl, right? That's what we're uh, pulling for, I suppose. But, yeah, it seems difficult. Well, that'll take us into your favorite part of every single episode. Ladies and gentlemen, segments. Overrated. Overrated. Underrated. 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 All right. You want to kick us off? Yes, sir. Overrated and underrated. I will begin with overrated. Uh, Now, I want to be very clear here. Uh Uh-oh. What I'm describing here is not the product itself. It's where it lives. Are you going to? I'm going with king cake. Okay king cake season is upon us january 6th is when king cake infiltrates the entire new orleans metro area everyone goes crazy they buy them everywhere they put them everywhere and my problem is not with king cake king cake is delicious it's a giant frosted cinnamon roll and My problem is that I have a cake in my goddamn house and my goddamn office, and uh, you go wait to get your tires changed. Everywhere you go, there's king cake, (laughs) and it's just sitting out there ready for you to eat it, and I have no willpower as a human being, and I'm a fat, short man, and all I do is look at this king cake and go... Well, just a little bit, that wouldn't hurt, right? Well, I'm waiting for my oil to get yeah. changed. I'll just have a slice. It's like, okay, I'm just, you know, walking walking through the mall here. Might as well have some kink cake they're giving away. Like, there's just kink cake everywhere. And so you end up eating it all day. And then at the end of the day, you're like, I don't know, I've been working out. I don't understand why I'm not losing any weight. And it's like, oh yeah, you ate uh, a giant Cinnabon every <laughs> single day for a month and a half because it's part of the culture. And I guess I would just like it if King Cake existed all year long and then we wouldn't feel the need to fill our houses and our businesses with it uh, on an everyday basis for the short period of time it's available. It's the McRib of of pastries. (laughs) We have this fake scarcity to it, and I really think it just makes it a ubiquitous item in New Orleans. And it's not that it doesn't taste great, and it's not that I don't love the idea of King Cake. It's that I am a a fatty with no willpower, and I blame the big King Cake industry for it.
1: I've never seen you put that much of a buffer around anything that you've argued (laughs) on. You're like, I'm not saying that it's... I've never seen you do that with anything, but the cake is getting it. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, king cake does exist year round. Uh, if you have the absolute king cake vodka, that's <laughs> true. Has anyone ever drank that? Uh, no, I have not. What I, it's, does it just taste like sugar? I, that's got to be like something that maybe it's it's so unpopular. I think like circus performers buy it, <laughs> so when they
0: shoot out shoot it out and light it on fire. I just like never have I thought while I'm eating king cake, I would like some vodka with this. I'm sure <laughs> what happened in,
1: vodka. in February when the hand sanitizer was running low. I'm sure they just <laughs> slapped a sticker on it that was like Mardi Gras hand sanitizer. You idiots! Here you go.
0: <laughs> you'll you'll like it. Don't worry, you'll like it. I know it'll be a little bit different this year with no like parades because that was the other thing is you end up just bopping into people's houses for Mardi Gras and they've always got a million king cakes out there. And by the end of the day, I've like eaten just 50 slices and I'm like, I don't understand why I can't taste anything in my mouth anymore. It's like, oh, yeah, I had like, <laughs> yeah, you're having a heart attack <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I> had 38 <laughs> servings of king cake. Um, so I, I just need like a prohibition. Uh, from it from my own eyes that's really the problem so in that regard it's just overrated I just wish it wasn't so in your face I gotcha. it's just everywhere do you have the problem with I the don't cake? eat
1: I don't eat sweets so I'm I'm bastard. absolved
0: I'm absolved Get bastard I don't I don't eat cake I don't <laughs> eat pie I don't eat candy Oh man it's worse than like Halloween candy which I also suck at because I just eat all of it that's sitting out there I remember my king cake experience I went to a Montessori
1: school for kindergarten Mm. and they gave us all king cake And I remember just it was so gross and like crusty. It looked plastic and waxy Yeah, and then I was just I didn't want to eat it So I just like took my napkin and sort of (laughs) like smooshing it into the cake (laughs) to look for the king cake, baby
0: There I my office is right near uh, Randazzo's, which is like the most popular King oh, King, yeah. whatever, and there's a parking lot across the street from the Randazzo's and there is a guy in a tow truck who, I'm not kidding you, within ten seconds of people parking their car and crossing the street to go to Randazzo's, <laughs> he's got these cars hitched up and they're rolling. People are like running back to their cars, jumping in them while this guy's trying to this tow them away. Son of a and I'm like, This is incredible, this is all just to get a king cake, which are available literally anywhere they sell food. <laughs> <laughs> like, but these people are waiting in line for 45 minutes and getting their car towed
1: for We got to get that uh, car towing company to sponsor the show. <laughs> yes, I
0: need to get through. The guy is amazing.
1: Ruining Dreams Car Towing LLC. It's, what
0: a real bastard. He's incredible, man. He's the fastest tower in the West, dude. The guy's uh, unbelievable. Um, all right, Poke, what you got for overrated? Overrated one, Gordon Ramsay. Oh, man, we, we really pick on Ramsey's
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon Ramsey, Patrick Ramsey, you're all getting it today. <laughs> and Ramsey's diamond jewelers. jewelers, you <laughs> sons of bees. Gordon Ramsey, g- go back. <laughs> go back to wherever the fuck you came from. I don't like I don't like this shit. He's coming over here. He's saying everything we do is stupid. We're all ugly. We're all fat. Yeah, that's true. But that's like someone talking shit about your mom. Like, you don't get to fucking (laughs) say that, Gordon. You don't get to. And then there's like a show where he's got little kids. He's just screaming in their face like, you call that chicken nuggets, you fucking idiot. (laughs) I I don't understand the appeal of that at all. Dude, why would you subject yourself to this nonsense? uh, Some like 50 year old sodium faced goon with like Mr. Potato Head hair yelling (laughs) at you. He sounds like you know the fucking guy from Shrek, not Shrek, the other one, Far Farquaad. You remember Donkey? <laughs> I don't like this guy, and maybe it's you know the other British asshole, Simon Cowell. That made a I haven't cur- seen him in forever. The yeah, he looks like a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Balloon, <laughs> and they're coming over here just dispensing judgment. No joy. No product. No. Have you ever eaten a, at a
0: Gordon Ramsay restaurant? I saw him in an elevator in Las Vegas at like 4 o'clock in the morning. And he looked exactly what you'd think Gordon Ramsay would look like at 4 o'clock in the morning. And he let the elevator doors closed right in my face. Just <laughs> did he raise a middle finger as we With were his eyes, up? with his eyes, he did. Just the doors just closed right on me as I was walking, like trying to like half step into the elevator. <laughs> you know, do the reach out your hand move? He was like, "Nope," like pressing the door close button. This fucking asshole. And what what also gets
1: me is how complacent. All the goons on his shows. Everybody's like, yes, chef. Yes, sir. Knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> if Gordon Ramsay said an unkind word to me, I would
0: knock him out. <laughs> who are you? Here's the thing, though. I I don't like Gordon Ramsay necessarily. I don't really have an opinion on Gordon Ramsay because I don't watch any of his shows. <laughs> but I love John Taffer, the guy who does the one with the bars. Have you ever seen that yeah, one? Yeah. The Bar Rescue? That guy's like my favorite person in the world. I like the bar rescue because it's always like, oh,
1: this bar that I put in an old bank (laughs) isn't working. It's like, yeah, it's because you're in an old Century
0: 21 realty office. It's like, I built a pirate themed bar (laughs) four four feet from the airport. I don't understand why no one will come. He's like, no, you got to make the theme planes. (laughs) It's like, oh, shit. I didn't even think about that, John. Um, Yeah, it's it's i love that show it's like the most formulaic i used to just like hung over as shit on sundays i would just watch with my wife we'd watch like 11 hours yeah, of bar and he, rescue. he
1: provides a service you know he's like hey don't serve clam chowder at your bar <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't serve tuna salad at your mezcal bar yeah they went to tj quills and he uh redid it and they renamed it something it's like the Accent or the annex or something like that, and we went to it after as it was called that. And then the next time we went, which was like I don't know, ten days later, it had gone back to being TJ <laughs> <again. laughs> It It's like this, this, uh, this guy poured a bunch of money in here and got on TV, and, uh, and we're good because what he did was very uh, queso. <laughs> it was highly cheese. You got an underrated for us? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm going with crushed ice. Crushed ice is so far superior when pouring a nice soft drink or liquor drink over in a glass uh, compared to the cube dice. Cube dice, the big long cubes, especially there's something about crushed ice. You get a little bit in there. It's kind of in the icy vein, I think, is where I've already gone with this. (laughs) But crushed ice. It's on every fridge, you know, most places that have, you know, your uh, water and ice dispenser, they have a crushed ice option. Nobody uses it because it takes a little longer. So everyone just avoids the crushed (laughs) ice because they don't have the patience to wait for it to come out. But if you wait that extra 45 seconds, then you pour your ice cold Coca-Cola on top of it. I promise you, friend, it'll be worth it. You don't think about the crushed ice. You just think I want ice. And your reptile brain can only have one direction of let's get this as fast as possible. But I'm telling you right now, underrated, show a little bit of patience, a little bit of class. <laughs> and get yourself some crushed ice, and you'll thank me tomorrow.
1: <laughs> this is a statement on uh, on our country's instant gratification culture. <laughs> It's a statement on people not realizing how great crushed Dice is. That's true. The only acceptable time for Cube Dice is if you're like me and you don't have a fancy fridge. Yes. That, you know, gives you water, cools <laughs> your food off.
0: Keeps the bugs away.
1: <laughs> the only acceptable time is when it's like 4 a.m. and you wake up and you need a glass of water. Yes. That's the
0: only acceptable time for Cube Dice. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, Otherwise, let's... Let's show a little patience, and let's just get the better come ice. Together.
1: Let's come together. Come together, as as
0: country. I know, and I I kind of want to buy one of those really fancy ice machines, and you realize like, like the one from Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. The Sonic bullet is ice is oh, the best. It's amazing. If you want to talk ice, Country game. Club ice,
1: Sonic is is game over, man. They've got it. You know, you can also just buy bags of
0: ice from Sonic. I didn't know that. The Canes has the same ice too, right? Yeah, they do. Right. Am I wrong? No, they do. Yeah. It, I don't think they sell difference. it in bags, though. And no.
1: people don't bring it to you on roller skates. <laughs> Total different. I worked at Sonic when I was 17, <laughs> and I wore the roller skates. And when somebody would order, a like, a fucking 20-pound bag, of ice, I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> I'd have, like, two. I'd have, like, one under each arm, like I'm a farmer taking the pigs in. What did you weigh at that time? Like, 105 pounds?
0: I <laughs> was the exact same height and size. Oh man! Dude, the I did not know you could buy the ice. Maybe I'm gonna go do that. And go yeah. piss somebody if, off. If you're Sonic gonna Night. do that,
1: go through the drive-through. Yeah. It's like a dollar eighty. They they'll you're in on the
0: Sonic secret now.
1: I <laughs> did not know it's they'll very underground. It.
0: They'll do it. That's highly underground. That's like how you can order the McGangbang at McDonald's. Yeah, that's a, a secret of the pros, if you will, yeah. where they put that. McChicken. They give you a Big
1: Mac and then you go have sex with the. <laughs> <laughs> With Big the Hamburglar, <laughs> <laughs> and the hamburger.
0: Uh it's when they stick the uh, spicy chicken sandwich in between the Mc, the McDouble <laughs> and the double patties of the McCheeseburger. Oh, this is just
1: called the Mick Losing Custody.
0: <laughs> it's the it's the McGangbang. Uh, it is uh, well known inside the McDonald's community. Mm. I have McDonald's Reddit. You yeah. know that's what. I <laughs> I'm on the McDonald's dark web. <laughs>
1: You're on Silk Road getting gang gangbangs. Uh, That's what Bitcoin's for. Yeah,
0: exactly, yes. Uh, all right, what you
1: got for underrated? Underrated. This was a stretch. I had a busy day. <laughs> <laughs> Space heater. Space heater. The little plug-in one. You get it for
0: 20 bucks at Walgreens. They always feel so weird to me. Their, and that, and they can like burn down your house. Well, can't yeah, they? but everything can burn down your house. <laughs> I mean, not crushed ice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the machine—you have to plug it in. That's true. You could start an electrical fire. That's true. The, the walls in here are completely lead, so my house will not burn down. I, I'm fine. I can have all the space heaters I want, but the little 12-inch, $20, I'm poor, Kmart <laughs> space heater, you put it on your desk, and it blows directly into your face, just like, a, like. remember when you go to bars and somebody would get in your face because okay. they were wasted? Yeah. It's like that, so you get the experience of going to a bar at your desk. <laughs> Uh, what's it like if
0: a fat guy were to be yelling in my face? Now
1: I understand that since I live, the Bud Light Lime Studio is a shoebox. It's like the place <laughs> Harry Potter lived under the stairs. That I can put, I can put a candle in here and get a suntan. That's <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I. You it's know, got the technology. It knows the temperature.
0: How I've does never, it? How I've, does it know the temperature? I don't know. I've never used the space heater for. And even when I lived in Tennessee, and it would get really cold, and I had one. I was just always, and endlessly terrified of burning down my house with it. And because you all, all anybody ever says when they see a space heater is, I hear that can burn down your house. And I don't know any better. That and I'm not really big into manufactured heat. Like I don't like uh, the heater being on. I'm just like. I love air conditioning. Heat, like, gives me, there's something like, dries your skin out. I don't know what it is. You know who else can burn your house down? Your wife. (laughs) (laughs) She can go through your phone and burn your house down. Uh, I'm a real diva when it comes (laughs) to heat, okay? Let's put it that way. And it pisses everyone in my family off because they think I'm cheap. I'm only cheap with air conditioning. Heat, I just don't like it. So (laughs) my family is currently freezing to death (laughs) (laughs) It's like the end of The Shining.
1: It's, It's all of them out there. I had to crank down to fifty-eight on the on the old. This'll thing. learn them. Yeah. If your kids weren't good that day. This <laughs> you, is why you want the ice machine. It yeah. is. Yes, I need <laughs> <laughs> to combat you just the keep heat. The door open. <laughs>
0: the ice isn't gonna melt. Uh, so we're saying that's underrated. The space heater I feel like uh, I feel like they're pretty. Would you say they're pretty ubiquitous uh, around? Yeah When it comes to this time of year? I think so. A lot of people in my office use them under their desks. Yeah, for the feet. Yeah. That's the one science fact everyone
1: remembers is that heat rises. No one remembers anything else from science. (laughs) Salt is
0: salty and heat rises. All right.
1: (laughs) Give me my (laughs) diploma.
0: Yeah, everybody's got those under their desk, and you can just... Yeah.
1: Now Now that it's, like, 30 degrees outside, everybody's a winter scientist. Like, everybody at work is like, oh, you're going to get wool socks. I'm like, what the f- where the <laughs> fuck do you get wool socks? I'm going to buy those for one week that it's cold. Yeah, they don't have those at the grocery store. I'm not going to get those. <laughs> I haven't seen that at the gas station where I buy beers.
0: <laughs> so.
1: GameStop doesn't have thermals. I'm not going to be buying any.
0: Oh, uh, so that will take us into... My favorite segment of every single week, ladies and gentlemen, the worst. The worst. This week's the worst
1: for me. I'm going to first off, the worst is the worst thing that we saw or read this week. It is always down to the wire. There have been <laughs> just it, this is the one part of the show. None of us have ever struggled with. No, been like, hey, you got anything. I know. <laughs> You've existed. You've got something. A lot of people sent us this. A lot of people saw this. A lot of people were there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a lot of our listeners. Yes.
1: Capital Hill insurrection insurrection. The mob, the goons, the riots, the protesters. There's like a level, you know, there's the covid alert level. There used to be the terror alert level. There's a level now where it's like a protester rioter mob (laughs) they achieved mob status across the news congrats guys all these people you know they took off from work at at the Goodyear tire store (laughs) (laughs) every O'Reilly auto part in America was empty last Wednesday a bunch of goons all these QAnon goons uh you know they think that Nancy Pelosi's eating babies. If she was, she she wouldn't look like a wallet that had been left outside. <laughs> if she is eating babies for stem cells, she would not look like a bible cover. <laughs> there's no pizza there's no restaurant so there's no pedophile ring operating out of a pizza place there's no pizza places that's true yes i mean solve solved the, the problem p- <laughs> you know coronavirus <laughs> well, solved a few problems
0: went the long way but we got it solved
1: all these goons they met up there you know it was the sixth they kept saying this they should have said the fifth you know like the fifth of november that's already a thing in there they should have gone oh, fifth yeah. of january these people don't know that they don't have cable <laughs> They don't have TBS to watch a V for Vendetta 10 times a day. It's the only thing on there. <laughs> they have OAN. They've got, the, they got, they got some crazy shit going on. So they stormed the Capitol, and there, were a lot, there was a lot of crazy shit going on. Everybody saw it. I don't have to explain what happened. No. Cops, you, cops a month ago were bad, and now they're good again. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yes. The cops that were standing there while people screamed at them, during uh, the various protests of the summer those guys were bad guys but the cops (laughs) who were here and got screamed at they're good guys it's
0: like pro wrestling it's the face turn they just all of a sudden it's like it all depends on who you're against that's if you're the good guy and the bad
1: guy god was there anything funnier than seeing like everybody that's been in a marvel movie be like i wish the cops had shot everyone <laughs> like <laughs> jesus
0: do you ask no question shoot everybody yeah
1: they were just showing like pictures of millions of people out there not everybody went inside uh, you know there there's a no. venue capacity i think Probably not, but... There are a few people that made it in that are stars now, and maybe they were before. There was a man who kicked down Nancy Pelosi's door, <laughs> and they just took, like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to burn it down? Oh, he just took some mail. <laughs> they all went in there and took selfies. And it, like, was, it was a selfie thing. It was They were like a bunch of teenagers in Los Angeles. Yeah,
0: it was like going to Disney World, except they were staging a coup. It was... Bananas! That these guys had no plan, and the the police there certainly weren't remotely prepared. I mean, they were like they just basically let them in. Uh, at some point, the funniest part to me of the whole thing was as in between the door and the uh, the chamber, there's that hallway, and there's the uh the velvet ropes that you have to stay in between so they you were don't still and they between were still
1: them. standing between them that's
0: just good field trip <laughs> etiquette <laughs>
1: like, and this what? was a field trip yeah. this was like a field trip for people that go to a school for people that have gout <laughs> <laughs> everybody from like the school of x-men like yeah. broke out
0: it was a t- what was going on? They had no intention of actually doing No one doing had no idea what they anything. were doing. What no. are
1: they, they going to do? Get, on, get Start
0: printing out the stimulus checks? Yeah. They're going to find the <laughs> stimulus computer? Well, I thought, I mean, if this was a real coup, for example, if they were serious and, you know, uh, not a bunch of girls who are all over the Internet all day, <laughs> like, uh, this is... They would have gone in with murderous intention. Yeah. They had murderous abilities. Okay, they all a lot of them had guns. Uh, it's not as if they there were a few of them. There was, was a most, shitload of them. Most of them, of them like, like, had lightsabers. They could have, e- <laughs> 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 they could have easily overwhelmed the police force and started murdering politicians. You know, like that would have been like we're not laughing about this anymore. What they did instead was broke into the doors and treated it like it was the Nike store. <laughs> 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 and instead of taking so they broke into Harry Potter land is essentially <laughs> what they did. And they just started taking pictures and they've got their it and it just it what it cemented for me more than anything is that these losers who can't get over <laughs> the fact they lost an election, these absolute scum douchebags cannot figure out that they are just attention-seeking, insecure little children. That's all they are. They. That's all they want to be. They don't really want to overthrow the government. They don't really want to make a statement. They don't really want to do anything. They just want people to tell them how cool they are. And so, Lenz, <laughs> when you get and you lead a mob into the 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 number one country in the world and you've broken through into their government and then all you can think to do is take a lectern and and take some selfies that's that's where you're at like that's who you are like you can get to this point and then you're like well I guess while we're here we might as well take some pictures <laughs> it's like, you know what
1: i would not do you know what i would not do if i was a part of a semi hostile takeover of a government. Yeah. I would not go live on Instagram. <laughs> I probably wouldn't do that. No. I don't like tweeting because I think I'm gonna get fired from my job that doesn't matter. Like I'm gonna tweet at when I'm gonna tweet the F word at Wendy's and yeah. get fired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These people have like there was a man in a buffalo headdress. Yeah, I don't know what's. he's cool. standing up on the podium looking like Bon Iver or
0: whatever. <laughs> I read today that his mom said so he's been in jail ever since uh, and his mom said he hasn't eaten since Friday because the food they won't serve him a vegan organic meal inside of the prison.
1: Well, that's why you got to get arrested <laughs> at the autonomous zone because the the prison chow
0: at Chaz at
1: at Chaz <laughs> at the old Antifa treehouse, they've got a full spread. Yeah, I mean, what like. a pussy to like. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I'm sure that guy calls people snowflakes all day, ev- every minute of the day, all day. And then you're in prison. You're like, I can't. Is this <laughs> gruel vegan? <laughs>
0: I, did. I mean, and then you have know, people being like, it was all Antifa that was in there. It's like, oh, uh, no, like all of these guys are white supremacists yeah. that they know. Like the baked Alaska dude, all that, like very well known white supremacists that are all over the FBI's we, radar. Antifa can't afford to fly to <laughs> D.C. <laughs>
1: They're gonna be going there in like a fish concert, just like several vans back to. You would have known everyone. Did you see any women with the sides of their head shaved? Yeah. Okay, there were there was no antiques, no there. pussy hats. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. They, no, it's like okay. So Donald Trump said he wanted to do a rally. Then he told everyone to go to the Capitol. They all showed up for the rally and then went to the Capitol and it happened to be started by people who don't like him. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, no, there's no way that that's possibly true. So were there some, uh, some, you know, people in there maybe mixing it up? I can't answer that for sure. I will tell you the majority of that crowd. Nearly all of that crowd was there supporting the president, and had absolutely no idea how to overthrow government because the way to do it is uh, not via selfie, <laughs> not via uh, Twitch. You know, I've been having on. a very good time. Uh, like
1: anybody, I haven't talked to in a couple of days. I, like, get back to my I'm sorry, I was in Washington. It's <laughs> was like, what were you? I had to drive home. <laughs> they wouldn't let me on the plane.
0: Uh, that was the the entire thing was just absolutely bananas, and now the the opportunists are going to come out of the woodwork for this thing. Just the level of of victimization and the level of uh it's going to be just a joke to see the way this thing plays but out. But one bright side is I know what I'm going to be for Halloween this year: <laughs> the Buffalo <head> Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You better start working out. <laughs> <laughs> i'll pop the shirt off of yeah oh man uh so for uh my worst this week and who it was a doozy uh the new orleans tribune named mayor latoya cantrell the person of the year for 2020. uh sure the who The 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 mayor uh no the, no the new Orleans name is them? an african-american newspaper uh they did an interview with her. And you know what? She probably is the person of the year because she is the most influential person in the city. So the way that Time, you know, named uh, you know, is named tyrants and things like that the most <laughs> the most influential people of the year. Uh, she definitely is the most newsworthy person. And they did a pretty good story on her, and they got some doozies of quotes. Uh the one that is the most bananas that she says is first of all of her saying that everything she's done is basically incredible and that she basically beat COVID on her own. Uh, Then they're asked, why are you judged so harshly by by people? Polk and Cush. And the answer that Latoya Cantrell gives is just incredible. Uh, It's not fair. It doesn't feel good. I don't think it's deserving. Okay. I think if I were a man... I would have a statue by now, based on what we've been able to do. No. No. (laughs) Fucking no. (laughs) No, you wouldn't. No. No. There's, There's literally no circumstance in which you would be getting a statue built for you, or anyone would think you're doing a good job. There are zero metrics in which you have achieved more than anyone else that has been in your position as the city has gone down the tubes over the last 50 years. You are not good at this job. The people before you weren't good at the job either, but you also suck at it, and you suck at it in a more uh, horrible time to suck at it the uh, hard rock collapse uh, while you're here murder is up 90% carjackings are up 150% uh, nobody can afford a home is is bonkers except that you've answered yeah, except, <laughs> except from jansen our <laughs> listeners Ooh. from jansen uh there's not a single metric in which you are providing and making the city better. But, yeah, we'll build a statue of you. I mean, if you mean a statue like a thing that people throw shit at at Mardi Gras, like, fine. <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, the big toilet at the end of Tuxer, you know, they <laughs> people throw that, like, if you think that's a statue, sure, we can do one of those.
1: Also, it- I mean, read the room. This The city has... We don't need any more
0: statues of
1: any political <laughs> figures. <laughs> yeah. Can we not do it anymore for
0: anyone? Anyone. Yeah. And look, Mitch Landrew was a man. He was a white man. And he sucks, too. Okay? They all sucked. It doesn't matter what your race, your gender. It doesn't matter. You've all been terrible. Every single one of you as the the mayor of the city. Equal you all, opportunity you terrible. all stink. Okay? And no one likes you. So let's just get over it. Uh, and then she goes on to say... Uh, Not only if I were a man, I think that I'd have a statue by now based on what we have been able to do, you know, make the city worse. Uh, But a lot of things (laughs) go acknowledged simply because I'm a woman and I am black. The decisions I have had to make haven't been popular but they are necessary it's almost like you have to fight the same battles even though you have demonstrated that you can make sound decisions where have you demonstrated that you have made sound decisions what planet are we on that you have demonstrated the sound decision making of a steve jobs like what is going on that you just have demonstrated all this stuff that's so good is the drainage system better? Are the taxes lower? Are the people safer? Is there a single thing that was better about living in New Orleans now versus two and a half years ago? Because I'm really, you know, struggling to see it. There's another Waffle House.
1: <laughs> <laughs> second
0: pretty nice you were you wrote a very sternly worded letter to lauren daigle when she had a concert that (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: only allowing thousands of people to go who's lauren daigle and then know who she is exactly and now she's playing a concert at the smoothie king center (laughs)
0: uh i just i mean every decision you make is scrutinized i feel like the pressure It is what like it yeah, that's how it works.
1: That's how it works. Being a mayor of a major city, yeah. every
0: decision you make is scrutinized. Yeah, she says, "I." It, it seems like it comes harder from white men. It's unacceptable. It really is. Uh, Does she mention Polk and Kush anywhere in there? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just, you know, oh, her tax proposals failed miserably. She tried to do that. She tried to gut the libraries. That didn't work like nothing. You can't point to any single particular area and say that the city is better. Now, has there been a global pandemic? Yes. Was there a whole bunch of hurricanes? Yes. Did a developer build a hotel that fell apart and then no one could move the dead bodies out of it? Yes, all these things happen, and some of them are circumstantial, and she was a part of that, but she also sucks. Like, I'm not saying she sucks worse than the other guys who have done this, but she sucks, and she won't even, like, come close to acknowledging that anything she's doing has possibly been wrong. You can't have murder go up by 90%. You can't have carjackings go up by 150% and be like, yeah, we're good. I think everyone's pretty happy here. (laughs) I should have a statue built of myself. Like, what the fuck is going on?
1: She's just thinking about all those empty statue
0: locations. <laughs> no, I got four places we can put them. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that was just like... It It was. It didn't even make me mad to read it. It just made me... It, it so cemented the notion that like, oh, she's not even acknowledging that anything is wrong. No. And that is more problematic probably than anything else. And it's just kind of sad. So, cool, guys. <laughs> I got a fully stocked bar right behind
1: you. <laughs> I'm going to pour you a drink as soon as this is over. <laughs> we'll handgun and out. one bullet. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, other than you know the last uh, 45 seconds, this has been a joy doing this a show. A lot of <laughs> fun
1: as usual. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you to Jansen Patagna. Check him out. French Quarter Realty, J underscore Patagna on Instagram. As always, he's got a lot of great listings. Uh, thank you for listening. If you haven't, Uh, Subscribe. It helps you with the feed. It helps us. It helps our numbers. Uh, Leave a review if you haven't done that yet. We're on every platform now, iTunes, Amazon, Google, and Spotify. Check it out wherever you get music. You can also ask Alexa, play Polk and Kush, and it will. I tried it out the other day. It was very fun. Um, We're going to have some new T-shirts with a brand new design coming up. So if you'd like to get your name on one of those, go ahead and send us an email. If you've got a pending shirt order, those are going out this week, and we're going to throw in some stickers and a lot of other stuff. Again, if you have any ideas, comments, suggestions, something you would like to hear us talk or rant about on the show, give us an email, polkandcush at gmail.com. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter, Polk and Kush on Twitter. Uh, This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Scott Kushner. I'm Andrew Polk. We'll see you next time.
0: See ya.